Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Get fast and reliable internet from Xfinity, so I can game while everyone's on with basically no interruptions. Hey, Jess, can I, uh, borrow some eggs? You want a game here? Please. Now through July 21st, new customers can get 75 megabit internet and one line of unlimited mobile together for just $50 a month for 12 months with no annual contract from Xfinity, home of the 10G network. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. After promo, regular rates apply to internet service and devices. Actual speeds vary. Create your perfect patio with furniture from The Great Escape. Get up to 65% off beautiful patio collections. Designs you won't find anywhere else. Dining sets, sectionals, fire tables, and more. Plus free local delivery. Only at The Great Escape. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studio, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. This is Chicago's number one and most listened to sports station. 670 The Score is Chicago Sports. Chicago Sports is The Score. WSCR Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The Score! We're back with more Gabe Ramirez and Clay Harbor on Sports Radio 670 The Score and the free Odyssey app. Beautiful Tuesday in the city of Chicago. It is Gabe Ramirez. It is Clay Harbor. I'm going to be talking about some Northwestern football uh, for the remainder of the hour. Get Clay Harbor's perspective on hazing, on what takes place in college football. Of course, Clay Harbor, nine-year NFL vet, hanging out with us tonight. Uh, But right now we get to talk to someone who's close to the story, uh, been following it, and has opinions of his own joining us right now. Uh, on the Busey Bank Score Hotline, building business, growing wealth since 1868. From The Athletic, Chris Vanini. Chris, good evening. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, you know, obviously you've been following the story closely, and you also, but you cover college football as a whole, right? So uh, the, the culture of hazing, the, the culture of college football, even to look at it on a macro level, um, are you surprised by what you heard coming out of Northwestern with this particular incident? I'm not surprised this happens or happened in a college football program. I'm admittedly surprised it happened in a place like Northwestern, but I'm not surprised. I like, this is something hazing has been going on through the history of sports in this country, all types of ages. It's, It's an issue that comes up every couple of years somewhere 
Uh, it happens in marching band. You know, like it, it's it's not something that's uh, on. You know, it's not something that's unique. So ultimately, no, I'm not surprised that it happened. I'm surprised it went on for so long in a program like this uh, that that you know kind of purposed to be doing things the right way. I'm surprised it happened under a head coach who is part of the Positive Coaching Alliance in 2013 released a video. Uh, about alternatives to hazing and how it's not the way it was when he was a player. And yet some of this stuff comes out and you think, well, maybe it is the same way uh, as when Pat Fitzgerald was a player there. So where it happened and, and under whom it happened is what surprised me. Yeah. Hey, Chris, Clay Harbor here. I'm a uh, former college athlete myself, also played nine years in the NFL. Um, the question I have is obviously Pat Fitzgerald loses his job Rightfully so, maybe not rightfully so, but I, the reports have the rest of the Northwestern football staff is keeping its job for the season. To me, that that kind of doesn't seem fair. You're just putting this squarely on Fitzgerald. I know he's the main guy, but don't these don't these assistant coaches have something to do with this? I mean, th- can't they maybe talk to their players? They have way more time with their players than the head coach does. Anybody that knows how football works, you're spending your majority of your time with your position coach, with the assistant coaches, with the special teams coach, the strength staff. Let's talk about the uh, the equipment staff. You know, these are the guys that are in the locker room more. So why is it all falling on fits and, and, and the rest of the staff gets to keep their job and keep doing what they're doing? That doesn't seem fair to me. Well, it's pretty obvious that Fitzgerald was, you know, made the sacrificial lamb. And ultimately, when you're the head coach, everything that happens comes back to you. That that's that's the role of leadership. Ultimately, I'm not surprised, you know, that you fire the head coach but keep the assistants. That's the same thing that happened at Baylor a number of years ago when they had the sexual assault scandal going. And that was just, you know, despite Kendall Bryles being named in a lawsuit, he stuck around so like yeah. it, it ultimately doesn't surprise me it's, it's I'm sure it'll be part of perhaps what Pat Fitzgerald mentions if he does take legal action against the school I mean like the investigation supposedly said that it had no proof that Fitzgerald or any of the coaches knew anything so if you're firing one but not the other it's a perfectly fair question to make um, but if you didn't find any information specific to any of the coaches I don't do you fire every single person just the coaches? Do you do the trainers? Do you do the graduate assistants? Like I, at that yeah. point, I don't know. And ultimately, if you if you completely clean house a month and a half before the season, you're not yeah. going to have a coaching staff to help these kids. So it's it's a difficult situation. But yes, it, it ultimately looks like, and it is the head coach takes the fall. But that's also you know what the job is. Well, along those lines, you talk about yeah, yeah. It's right before the season. I mean, who do you think's going to be a coach that comes in? To coach these guys, who's going to be well, the head they coach? Say, I think they said that the uh, like I think it was like the defensive backs coach who just came in and he's not necessarily associated with the program in long term. So, so they're bringing in somebody that 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 you know that hasn't been there for that long and elevating that person. And, okay, and so that's so what they I heard. Figured out the their head coach. Yeah, Chris, have you heard yeah. anything different? They, they haven't named an interim head coach yet, but the one the, who's acting as day to day head coach right now is. David Braun, the defensive coordinator, he just joined the staff this year from North Dakota State. So he's someone who has not been around the program for years when this was supposedly going on. Um, Is him or somebody else as the interim? 
I don't know. In, in when Baylor had their scandal, the whole staff was there, but they brought in Jim Grove from the outside to be the head coach. So, like, it, we'll see which way they go. Um, but you won't be hiring really your actual next head coach <laughs> until later in the second half of the season. Of course, like, of course not, because they have they have to pay Fitzgerald through twenty thirty or that amount of money that comes out of there. Uh, Chris, well, no, they they fired him for cause. So I mean, they're saying they don't have to pay him money. But Fitzgerald is saying is going to if he takes legal action. It sounds like he will. Perhaps there's a settlement. I would not be surprised especially with the way things played out from Friday to Sunday, if Pat Fitzgerald does get much. But as of right now, uh, according to ESPN, they fired him for cause. We're talking to Chris Vanini from The Athletic here on 670 The Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez. He's Clay Harbor. Chris, what did you think of Fitzgerald's statement as a whole? I mean, obviously you've been covering the story, you know, up until the moment of Fitzgerald's, you know, press release. And then you read it. Initial reactions from that and whether you feel like it carried enough uh, weight in the moment. It read like a coach who's ready to take legal action against the school because uh, the school changed its, its direction. If the school had just fired him on Friday, it'd be different. But the fact that they decided to suspend him and then the president says, eh, I changed my mind, I'm firing him and this is my decision – like that's immediately opening yourself up to legal action because nothing changed. You already agreed to suspend him for two, for, for two weeks. Like that's a, a very much a giant mistake that Northwestern made with the way this played out by initially just trying to hide it under the rug Friday news dump and move along. And then it blew up and they had to change, but they went from suspending him to firing him without anything notably changing. And so that felt his letter said that his letter was like, look, we agreed to the suspension and then he's doing this. All right. I'm bringing my lawyer into this. And legally speaking, he probably has a bit of a case. Yeah. Um, so moving forward as a long-term head coaching candidate, is there any guys that, you know, come to mind for you, any names that you think would be a good fit? Cause I mean, I think this still has to be a, a pretty appealing job. I mean, big 10, they got the, the new stadium in the works. You got one of the best facilities. I trained that facility, Gabe. You would love it. You got the lakefront out there. It's a beautiful view. 100-yard indoor field. Incredible stadium. Incredible facility, I mean. They're, they're, they're investing a lot into that program. I don't know if that's going to change, but I think it still has to be an appealing job. Do you think it's still going to be an appealing job? And if so, who are some names you might think that could uh, possibly end up as the head man over there? I, I do think this will be a very appealing job, even with this going on, even with the team being terrible the last couple of years. <laughs> last two years. It's a, it's a Big 20. Ten job. Yeah, it's a Big Ten job. They, they're gonna, they can pay a lot of money. They have the facilities, like you mentioned. And it's a job without the highest expectations in the world. You don't have to come in and win a championship in three years. All you really have to do there is make a bowl game, and they'll be happy. If, if that's what Gerald just kept hazing under control and nothing happened <laughs> off the field. He, he would have had, he would have had this job for life. Yeah. Like as bad as they were the last few years, he was not going anywhere for a long, long, long time. But that's appealing that, Hey, I can go to this place, got resources, make good money, only have to win seven games a year. You yeah. know, like it, it's kind of like Mark Stoops at Kentucky. You could make the case. He has the best job in the world. Cause no one expects him to win the SEC. And he'll get paid seven, eight million dollars. You know, like that—that that, that's a good place to be in. Names I would consider. Caveat: 
you have to have the season play out first. We don't know if yeah, these absolutely. coaches are going to look as quality as they do right now, but I would look at Army head coach Jeff Monken. I'd look at Wake Forest head coach Dave Clawson. I'd look at Eastern Michigan head coach Chris Creighton, yeah. uh, potentially former Wisconsin coach Paul Christ, current Alabama offense coordinator Tommy Reese, who uh, was a GA at Northwestern, Mike Kafka, the New York Giants offense coordinator, former great quarterback for Northwestern. I was going to say Kafka. You know, you know, uh, Chris, a funny, a fun fact for you. Back in the 2009-2010 NFL draft, Mike Kafka was drafted as the 120th pick in the fourth round to the Philadelphia Eagles. I was drafted as the 122nd pick in the fourth <laughs> round to the Philadelphia Eagles. Me and Mike Kafka played together for three years. Great guy. Very cerebral, smart player. I think he'd be perfect for the mm. job. Obviously, all the success he's having in Kansas City, but uh, I think he might be up for a head coaching NFL job. I mean, I got to be honest, Chris's, right. Chris's list right. is is great right now with all the names that he's mentioning. A lot of people in Chicago are, are jokingly throwing in Lovey Smith into that space as well. But <laughs> as you mentioned, it is a, it's still going to be a coveted job. I mean, it's still a Big Ten team. It's still Northwestern, regardless of the. You know the, the the controversy that is surrounding the the university. That is still a job in the Big Ten that is again going to give you a, a a great spotlight in the moment. And I'm sure somebody's going to step up, and it's going to be interesting because obviously it's something that we are going to be watching closely. Uh, Chris, when you look at uh, the president, or excuse me, when you look at you know uh, uh, Shill and, and Greg's from from Northwestern and how they handled uh, the situation. What, what what's your take on that? Because here in Chicago, people you know are questioning the initial suspension and then the the backtracking to then lead to the firing. What was your take on that whole thing? It's, the leadership has been horrible uh, from from top to bottom to to announce what they did on Friday and the way that they did a suspension that means literally nothing because coaches are on vacation at this time of year. While the investigation was like, yeah, hazing went on to do it on a Friday news dump, to think you could get away with just hoping people would move on. That's the whole reason Pat Fitzgerald's fired. If they suspend him like two or three games or something like that, it's possible he's still the head coach. Mm. The player, the, the whistleblower, you know, talked to the student newspaper, went public with the specifics After. because this because the suspension yeah. was so lenient. Yep. And so you do that, and then the president reacts to the public backlash to say, all right, I messed up. I'm going to look at this again. And then fire him. You have you have basically them zooming in with the players to tell them. Reports are that the uh, president had a statement uh, on this Zoom with the players, and then turned his screen off. The athletic director. Everybody's on vacation at this time of year, and so there's been almost no there's been no talking with media outside of two letters that they've put out. Players don't know what's going on. Coaches don't know what's going on. You're probably going to have to pay this coach a bunch of money you just fired because of how you screwed up the punishment. Uh, just complete failure of leadership. It's a coach who's been on, uh, I'm sorry, a president who's been on the job for less than a year, an AD who's been there not a long time. You've also got, as your radio station, I believe, first reported, a baseball scandal going on in an investigation that just wrapped up that paints the baseball program in a very toxic light. So it's a major problem across leadership in Northwestern. And the only way to get out of it is start to be transparent. You got to release the report. You got to say what we knew, when we knew it, why we made this decision and what changed because right now alums and everybody, there's no reason to trust what's going on. 
Yeah, and the other part is the, the part that's 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 other part that's interesting to me is you get the current players. I mean, I'm sure you guys have heard that the the entire team signed a letter saying from the entire team that this is overblown, this didn't happen, and we stand behind Coach Pat Fitzgerald. Obviously, it's a team that loves their coach, and maybe this year it wasn't what happened. But what's your take on that? Is that just a team trying to stand up for their coach? You know, they don't want to lose the season. I mean, what's your take on that? I had no idea what to make of that letter. One, you didn't have any names on it. So, like, I can't. It was a Saturday. Everybody's away. I doubt they got all 100 plus players together to craft a letter on a Saturday in the summer. Um, and, and there were no names. Two, the situation is also a little weird because the players are the ones accused of doing the bad things. So it's like it, it, there are victims within this, and there are perpetrators, both of which are on the team. Uh, so I, it, it, I'm not surprised the team would rally behind the coach. It's often something that happens, uh, but we haven't really had any specific players say anything other than they thought the leadership handled this terribly. You've had some tweets from players the last couple of days since last night about how the president and the AD just, just treated them like crap uh, on this and kept them in the dark and didn't show them any respect. And so they're pissed off now, partly because of the way it played out. So it, it continues to be a mess. It's tough stuff, man. Hey, uh, I truly, truly appreciate you hanging out with us today, Chris, and giving us just some good insight into what's going on in Northwestern. Have, have a great evening, and thanks for hanging out with us. Appreciate it, Chris. Yep, thanks for, ha- thanks for having me. Of course, Chris Vanini from The Athletic. Make sure you guys follow him on Twitter so you guys can follow all the latest uh, reporting from uh, uh, Chris Vanini, at Chris Vanini on Twitter. It's Gabriel Ramirez. It's Clay Harbor here on 670 The Score. Like... What a cra- what a crazy time. Like you think about Northwestern football. Yeah. And you're like, oh, it's so cute. They got Pat Fitzgerald. They, you know, they're here in Evanston. They play in the Big Ten. There's, you know, zero expectation of the organization. Like, zero. Yeah. And then you're like, literally, bro, all you gotta do is fly under the radar. Yeah. Make your millions of dollars, chill out, like get paid, build a stadium. Like it's very easy. Like there are people working crazy jobs right now that wish they would have those types of responsibilities. And it's like to see what's going on and what, it, again, and I think everyone has touched on this. I want to be very clear that hazing happens everywhere at some level, but there is a line. The line was crossed. And Anthony Heron, we had him on yesterday on the show, uh, of course, went to University of Iowa uh, calls Big Ten games is going to be Go calling Hawks. Northwestern's second game um, of the season. And he talked about, you know, when the line has been crossed in two specific situations, once at Bolingbrook High School, once at the University of Iowa, where it ended up in fisticuffs. And again, it's like there is a line. And when it is crossed, that's when people are going to be up in arms and there is going to be repercussions for what has been happening? So if you take that blase approach to – oh, Why is it I taking so long, though? What? Why does it take so long for this to come out? Because you know why. Because nobody's really trying to be out there being the tattletale in the, in, the, in the situation. That's the real reason. So what years – like, what years are we talking here? Like, how long ago was this the first guy the buddy? that came uh, in – The quarterback buddy? The guy that says, 
the first one that comes in with the yeah. How long? Well, when was so it? So according to reports uh, inside NU and also uh, the Daily Northwestern, their newspaper, there were rumblings about this back to January. And I believe when uh, the initial suspension was handed down on Friday, that was just the result of the end of the investigation. So Northwestern did an right, internal- Six-month in- thing. But when no, was- I'm saying when did it actually happen? Like, do you know when this actually took place? When the was the Hazen? backup quarterback- See, I, the 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 timeline on some of these, I don't know exactly because yeah. there's. It's one of those situations so where there's so matter? many of them. Clay, why does that matter? It's just like to me, it's like okay, maybe what took so long for you to come out and do this? I mean, I understand that right. maybe some people, it's like finally it's built up, it's built up, it's built up, and then finally, like, hey, I got to do something, I got to say something. Maybe they built up the nerve. But it's the same reason why an alcoholic goes to alcoholic anonymous and has to go apologize to a ton of people that they did wrong. Right. It's the same thinking in that space where you're trying to right a wrong. So let's say that individual, let's say he was going to therapy. Let's say he's still dealing with stuff. He is. We don't know. Right. But let's just say he can't, you know, operate in social functions or whatever it is. And he feels like the only way I can get over this and put myself in the back on my normal track is if I just I have to yeah. release it to the public. Well, in, this was in legal, much. in law, there's a statute of limitations for right. a lot of things. Like, say something happened a year ago. But this ain't that. I know. Right. I know. But I'm saying there, there's reasonable reason to think that the longer something goes, there starts to be more questions. Right. That's why there's a statute of limitations for many things right, in, right, right. in our and I, and I hear system. You. And I want to validate that. And that I hear that. But the reality is... When it comes, this this isn't that, yeah, right. This is a coach who is responsible for young men, yeah. And as he said in his statement, he's nurtured them. He's 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 he's, he's you know created husbands, fathers, businessmen, community leaders. And I leaders. know these guys. He has, and and I agree with that. I, I, these guys are my. Fr- I, I know more Northwestern. University football players, graduates, not even football players, right. than any other school in in the country. These are the guys that I'm I'm friends with. But again, right? If you have 99 women that went to a school and one of them got raped, you cannot talk about the 99 no, women. Absolutely not. I'm just saying. So you can't yeah. you cannot talk about the 99 women that nothing happened to. No. Right? You have to talk about the victims and what. And if that person says, "Hey, bro, this was too much," and if they go interview 50 people and they're like, "Bro," There was a line, and you kind of crossed it, bro, and there's repercussions for that, and this is what this is. Like, I understand that. Again, you got to go back to Pat Fitzgerald and what his responsibility is as the head football coach of Northwestern University. These are This isn't the NFL. These are 17, 18, 19-year-old kids that are coming into this space, the ones that are being hazed, because let's be very clear, the upperclassmen are the ones that are doing that. Does any of the onus fall into the players that were doing it? Yes. Do you think that of course. some of them should be maybe targeted? No. Legally or anything? No. 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 Not legally. Yeah. Me. My personal opinion. Yeah. This is my personal opinion. Like, will their names come out and it'd be if like, their names like come that out kind of a thing? And these players that were, so, so so to speak, the ringleaders of these right. things. I mean, there's you can attach sexual assault to some of this stuff, yeah. which is some serious stuff. These guys are probably in the business world, families now at this point, uh, d- depending on how long ago right. this was. I, again, I, I think that when you're looking at something to the magnitude of this, it's like you can't – again, you're talking about students, and, and do they have responsibility for whatever they did? Sure. 
But when you're talking about repercussions at the highest level, you can only point to one person and one person only, and but that these, is Pat Fitzgerald. these guys are over the age of 18. I would, I would bet all of them. I mean, okay, some kids are 17 when they first get there, but these are all adults. Okay. 18's an you, adult. You play for the Saints. Yeah. Sean Payton gets suspended because yeah. of the head hunt or because of the, the head hunt, the head hunt yeah. whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The players, nothing happens to them. They, 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 <laughs> they go about their business, but whoever's in charge of that space, and we're talking about the highest level, over 18, grown men that are doing these things, but it's still the person that is in charge well, in whose that head case, has to roll. It was, in that case, it was the coaches doing the right. bounties. Fair. Tom Brady, Great he's rebuttal. the guy that deflated the ball. Tom Brady gets suspended, not Bill Belichick. Okay, okay sometimes rebuttal. people got to be own up to their own actions. I would never, there's, you know, like I was telling you, there was bullying when I went into Missouri State in my culture. When I got up there, guess what? As a team, when I was a team captain my last two years, I said, we ain't doing that. Mm. There's going to be no more bullying here. The players continued that uh, hazing. Mm. Right, I think they have as much to do with it as the head coach. Yeah, but you does. can't fire. But the thing is this, right, Clay? You can't fire a former player. <laughs> I know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what are you gonna go do? <laughs> Find him at his new job and be like, "Hey, bro, that was bogus. You're fired. I'm gonna talk to your boss to get you fired." Like, you can't do that. No. But Northwestern can fire their current coach and say, "This is wrong. We do not. Uh, we do not stand with this, and, and we're gonna move and in a different direction happens, and be there." Nothing happens to the position coaches that they spend more time with. That you will spend the head coach is in the in college is like an overseer. Yeah. Right. You you never talk you talk to him once in a while at practice, he'll say something to you. Offensive coordinator. Then you spend all the time with your position coach. That's a guy that should probably know some stuff. He's got hanging out with in the locker room. Look, the position coaches will come in, shoot the shit. Then you got the 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 clothing staff, the equipment managers are always there. Strength coaches come in and out of the locker room. You're always with the strength coaches. To me, they need to be reporting this stuff. If they didn't report the stuff to the head coach, he's not going to know. There should be more accountability down the line and not just taking off Pat Fitzgerald's heads. Let's get some of these other guys on this. I totally understand that. And there might be more heads that are rolling. We'll find out. But uh, the current state assistant coaches and such are still employed by the University of Northwestern or Northwestern University, excuse me. All right, we're going to continue that conversation because I do think that that's something that people are discussing in the present you know, the repercussions for the, the coaching staff that enabled it as well. And we'll, we'll continue that conversation after this. Don't go anywhere. It's Gabe Ramirez, Clay Harbor, here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. These cultural institutions that, that perpetuate this type of behavior need to be they need to be brought to light and they, they need to be extinguished and, and stopped and, and burned to the ground, uh, metaphorically speaking. We're back with more Gabe Ramirez and Clay Harbor on Sports Radio 670 The Score and the free Odyssey app. That was Braden Jones on earlier with Parkinson Spiegel. It's Gabe Ramirez, Clay Harbor here on 670. The score hanging out with you guys. Got about a half hour left. And this thing, I mean, we were on yesterday, myself, Mark Grody, when the story broke of the firing of Pat Fitzgerald. And, I mean, the calls were coming in hot. The text lines were coming in hot. And it, it really has people feeling a certain type of way. Why, why, Clay, why do you think people are so up in arms and so – is it just American culture? Because that's – <laughs> I mean, this literally is American culture, right? Like, just find a side of the fence you want to be on and argue profusely, right? Like, that's what it seems like. But in this situation, you have those that are, you know, backing Pat Fitzgerald, and then you have those that are, you know, without question, you know, backing uh, the people that have come forth with these allegations. Here's my here's my take. It's It's very divisive, and I think it's an old guard thing versus the new guard thing. The old guard sees it as kind of a, you know, these people are being soft. Mm. You know, I should have transferred. Yeah, should have transferred. You should have said something then. You know, I was I was hazed. I was bullied. It was a rite of passage. We all played football. We all dealt with it. Why is this guy different than any of the other guys that went through the program? There's 50 guys that went through it. Why is there only one guy bringing this to light? And then the other other side of it, more modern view is, hey, you got to cater to everyone. Not everyone has the same feelings. Not everyone is the same person, has the same upbringing. So this guy doesn't feel things, doesn't feel things the same way as these other 50 guys. He was brought up differently. So it's going to affect him differently, and that it could really affect this person in a negative sense. And some people don't understand that people see things and feel things differently. I think it's a big problem, obviously, if you go to politics, just putting yourself in other people's shoes, having empathy, knowing, ha, ha, trying to figure out how the other person is feeling in a specific situation. If everybody has empathy, I think that helps everything from our society, politics to things like this with hazing. Clay, 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 Clay. You are not asking the American people to care about other people, are you? That's not American. That's old guard versus new guard. <laughs> That's not American. That's, I know. America, being, th- being American is thinking about yourself. <laughs> That's the only thing. Em- empathy? What? And it's what it is. It's the old school guys, the guys that got bullied, the guys that got hazed, and they got through it. It brought them closer. It, it bonded them as a team. And then you got the newer crew, the people that you know want to say, hey, no, this can't happen. They trusted you to take care of of their kid and he comes out, you know, basically mentally scarred from some of these situations yeah. that they had. And then you start seeing the details come, come to light from this Northwestern thing. And it makes it a whole nother thing because there's some sexual assault type stuff going on there. So talk to me about, talk to me big picture and solution. We know hazing exists. Yeah. 
We know hazing is not going to go away. There's going to be conversations about it. There's going to be people that say, hey, you know, make sure you have a, a chat with your football team prior to the season about hazing and what these limitations are. And, you know, shouldn't be done. But if, you know, VR, you got to use your judge. Like, they're going to be those things. But what's the solution after seeing something like this? I think the one positive thing that will come from this, obviously we're from Chicago. We love Northwestern. I have a bunch of friends from Northwestern, like I said, you know, love the the university and everything they stand for. Obviously, this is a big, you know, black eye for them right now. But the one positive thing that will come from this, I think every school in the country is going to get this lesson. You cannot, you cannot haze. Because it's, guess what? It's the head coach's job now. That head coach is going to make sure there is no hazing going on. There will never be hazing again in these colleges because the head coach knows it's his job. So he's going to put it down to his position coaches, the offensive coordinators, the defensive coordinators, special teams coach, tight end coach, D-line. Everybody knows. The, the strength staff knows. The, the, the equipment staff knows. Everybody's going to be looking for it. We talked to my brother earlier today. They're going to be looking for it. The academic advisors, everybody's going to be looking for it. So the one thing that this does is it brings it to the forefront. And I don't think that hazing is honestly going to be as big as a problem anymore because it's been talked about so much in all the national shows, the local shows. Everybody's talking about this. You can't put on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram without seeing this. Anything. And it's interesting because, you know, I can think back to uh, Hard Knocks. And one of the highlight standout moments was when Aiden Hutchinson was forced as a rookie, regardless of whether he was a star or not, was placed in front of the entire team to sing a song. It was pretty badass what he did. Yeah. But that's a form of hazing. And I think that that is what hazing will then be moving forward will be we're going to still accept it because it's part of the culture of football, but it is going to be in good fun and not in something that's going to be harmful. So the question I have for you is this, Clay Harbor, nine-year NFL vet. Speaking of old guard, new guard, and what will be. Yeah. Will NFL players feel a certain type of way about the new members of the fraternity that did not get hazed in these last couple of years? You know, I think at first there might be a little bit of, ah, oh, man, they didn't you go soft, through a you week came, or two. You came through soft. a <laughs> – Bro, you look back, like my first year, I went through one of the old school training camps, Gabe, and I am I was ticked off that none of these young guys had to go through that. that and you really, already went through one. <laughs> I went through one before the change of the guard. I'm telling you, 24 straight days of two-a-days if you were a rookie. I was calling my brother. We just talked. I was calling him, yo, bro, I don't, I don't think this is for me. You know, we worked so hard to get here. But, dude, this it was crazy. <laughs> the dumb Two days, ready. <laughs> the next day, the next year, I mean, the, the, new, con, the new collective bargaining agreement comes out, NFL comes out, every third day you have an off day. No two-a-days. You're like, what? So, what? <laughs> it, wasn't the, it wasn't the same sport. It was incredible. What they, now they've limited the OTAs to 10. You can only do so for us, for the guys that came before me, I at least got to experience one. But there was this sense of these guys didn't earn it. Mm. From the older guys to me, I was a last class. They kind of like, okay, you got to get one in. But from then, it was kind of this sense of these guys didn't earn this position, earn this money. I even heard players talk, coaches talking about it. I remember uh, Jonathan Kraft Mm. in the cafeteria one time. 
he was sitting here loud enough so the players could hear him. Players today, they don't know, they don't understand. They're not as tough as the, the players. He's saying it loud enough so people could hear Robert Kraft's son, Jonathan Kraft. Now, these players aren't the same players we used to have. Those guys were tough. Those guys saying it in the cafeteria loud enough so we could hear it. There was, trust me, there was some backlash there that the guys didn't like that these guys didn't have to go through the real training camp. And then you got the old vets that are now our coaches and stuff. You know, if, if we had your training camp, I would probably play five, ten more years. <laughs> like, okay, bro, let's not get carried away. Right, it's right. still the same competition. <laughs> right, There's still right, only 53 right. spots. Still amazing athletes out here. Clay, can yeah. I ask you a question about college football? I don't mean to interject here. No, of but course. The one thing that I've noticed, I, I had a brother who played college ball at Memphis. You, you played at Missouri State. And when, you, when I talk to college athletes around the country, one of the things that – stands out is there's always with a lot of coaches you talk about the old guard yeah there's always this the one of the biggest tools that they use college coaches use is that of the threat oh yeah and and sometimes it's implied sometimes it's direct uh at, at the college level these coaches have the keys a lot of times to these kids futures yeah. and they use it oh yeah especially the old guard now with Pat Fitzgerald, there's a lot of questions about what he knew and what he didn't know, but there's rumors out there that he had a list and he may have encouraged some of this, and it was partially as kind of a threat to you better show up on the practice field or you're going to end up on what's called this Shrek's list. How much does this send a message around the country? Can this change the way the old guard thinks? What what what? Does this send to the rest of these coaches out there that, let's be honest, there are still dozens and dozens and dozens of coaches who will use threats and, and intimidation as, as, as a power tool? No, you said it, man. If, if the biggest thing coaches want is you to be on the field, if you're not on the field, you're really affecting the, their business, their team negatively. For us, it came down to concussions was a big thing. Nobody wanted to... Nobody wanted to say when you got a concussion because no team wants a player that gets concussions. If you have a concussion and you can't play, or if you have concussions on your medical list, no team's going to sign you. You're going to get signed for less than this team and that team. So for us, we knew there was always that threat there. If you can't play for a concussion, it was frowned upon. That was, or that was before all the concussion stuff came to light. Afterwards, it got a little bit better. You had to be treated a little bit, you know, a little bit better. But absolutely, if you're not on the field, if you have a injury that may be, you know, something that's not as serious and you're not playing, they're going to do everything you can to get you on that field. They're going to try to make the workouts, the treatment as hard as possible, just overkill, just because they want to make you get on the field. They're going to make it harder than the field. So you want to play, even when maybe you're not quite ready to go. Mm. Say, hey, you're going to be doing this, this, this. You're up at 6 a.m. in the treatment room. You're there till 8 until you're on the field. And sometimes medically, that don't even make sense. It's just rest. So <laughs> uh, I probably should be resting my feet up. I don't think yeah. I should be walking on this thing trying to get myself to the – I mean, it's, it's happening. It's unfortunate. And, again, it's going to be a story that we're going to be watching closely, whether it's the – the placement of the new head coach, what current players are going to be saying, what Northwestern's uh, journalism department is going to be writing as the season progresses. It's going to be well, big ups to them, by the way, because I mean, they're the ones that kind of 
push this story out. This wasn't the New York Times. This wasn't the Boston Globe. This wasn't the Chicago Tribune. This was students at Northwestern that got this to the front of the line. Yeah. So that's pretty impressive there, right? I mean, most certainly, right? I mean, I think any college student, whether they're in their radio department, their newspaper department, there is this naive sense that you are equally as good as anybody else that's out there without the experience because you have that passion. This is what you're, you want to do for the rest of your life. And I think that, you know, sometimes you have to have that in order to be successful, right? I think back to my career in media and I'm like, Jesus, if I were to go back and tell myself in college, like, please do not go down this route. <laughs> go be a doctor. Or something. Go be a pharmacist. Like go make money doing something else. Cause it's a tough gig. Right. But you have to have that, that that naive confidence to think that you can and you should be at that level. And that's what happened with these Northwestern students. Yeah. With this, imagine the story. They're like, oh, we need more follow-ups. Oh, we got to talk to this person. Oh, we got to get this source. We got to make sure this is right. Like they're doing everything by the book and doing it properly and then releasing it. Imagine imagine the night before the, the, the story goes out, Clay. Yeah. Imagine that day for that, for that entire, like, <laughs> contingent of of, of 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 journalism students that are were, that are at Northwestern they're like OMG this is about to drop this is about to be Bro, crazy it has to be wild over there so I mean it's, again but it's, that's how you become the best man when I'm I'm on the field I'm on the same team with Gronk and Martellus Bennett I look in the mirror I see the best tight end in the league I mean that's how we think yeah it may be misplaced but like I'm like watching these guys I can do everything he can you know, that's how NFL players think. That's how you last long. Can that's you, how you but do can it. you draw as good as Martellus Bennett? No. That's the real question. No. <laughs> All right. No. I'm Gabe Ramirez. He's Clay Harbor. Uh, we are hanging out with you for one more second. And we want you guys to be around for it. Don't go anywhere. It's 670 to score. Let's get back to more Gabe Ramirez and Clay Harbor on Sports Radio 670 to score. And always live on the free Odyssey app. Gabe Ramirez, Clay Harbor, about to say our goodbyes. Clay, what you got going on for the week, bro? Um, let's see. I might go to uh, Windy City Smokeout this weekend. You ever, you ever uh, watch any, listen to any country music? I like live music. You know what I'm saying? Like anything. Darius Rucker used to be hooting the Blowfish. Now he's just don't Darius Rucker. Only, don't throw out the only black country artist. He's in, like he's Gabe. In, he was in the country. In How about Darius Rucker? He's in town Friday. That's where I'm. That's where I'm, I'm joking. going. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> nah, I, I I will say this. I live by the United Center. Yeah. And so, and I've lived by there since like 2012. So I've been hearing Windy City Smokeout since it started. Bro, the barbecue there is good too. It's like barbecue and country yeah. music. Yeah, yeah. And let's be very clear. Beautiful people. Yeah. I Notice mean, how I didn't just say girls or anything. I'm saying I gotta, I gotta spread it out. There's some cute girls that run around. Windy I can't. City I can't do that. I'm married. I know, you're married. Bro. I'm married. You're married. I can't do that. Every I'm girl, on Bachelor Every girl's ugly. Every girl's absolutely ugly. Alex, you married, bro? Not married, but I do have a girlfriend. That's a little boo thing. I do. How are, you, are you thinking about popping the questions? Dude, soon? that's heavy. Eventually. Eventually. How long have you guys been together? <laughs> uh, the, it'll be year two in a couple weeks. Oh, you you waiting, man? Let him wait, bro. Okay. He, stop it. Wait hey. till you're at least in your thirties, bro. Hey, I'm thirty-seven. I'm, I'm in my thirties. I'm thirty-two. Are you really? Yeah. I gotta be honest. Producers are just too open with their ages. How old are you, Gabe? Nope. I tell you, Corey wouldn't have tell you. Nobody knows, bro. Gabe. Oh, you're not supposed to give that information out? <laughs> no, trust no? me. You're not supposed to do that. Mine's public knowledge. You got to stay young forever. Yeah, but you play in the NFL, bro. Nobody can. And you you, 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 you uh, wear it like a badge. I love being 37. That's old, bro. Come on now. Hey, I'm looking good, though. 
I can't deal with this. I'm guy. working out. We went three hours without you trying to show me your guns, and I, <laughs> here we are in hour three at the very end. <laughs> you had to do it at some point. I will say you're in better shape than most NFL alums. It's about discipline and consistency. I can't. Gabe. I can't deal Here's with you. you Why do. did you I just ask? gotta go day by okay. day? Okay. All right. How about this? I mentioned earlier I am going to be the host for Hulu's Lollapalooza live broadcast, which is. Pretty freaking awesome. That is awesome. My co-host is, her name is, she doesn't even know I know that she's like, she's in California, right? Has zero idea I'm talking about She's her. probably listening Hannah to Hannah Rad. No, she's not. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing, right? Like, I used to be hot and skinny and looking good. Then you have two kids and a wife and my wife's hot. And I'm like, and she's like, babe, I, I love you. And I'm like, yeah, let me eat this cheeseburger. Let me eat these fries because I just don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me get another beer. My wife thinks I'm hot no matter what. And then I got the, then I got to do this thing, and then Clay's like, "Why don't you hit me up? I'm a personal certified that I'm a certified personal trainer, certified strength conditioning coach. I've been through the courses, I've been through the class. I'm working on a nutrition nutrition um, certification. All right, we'll come out with a book in a little bit, but I got let me see one, two, three week three weeks essentially because I got my I my gig starts ten, on the ten pounds in three weeks. But no I'm not question. trying to die. You're not gonna. It's you not gonna be that hard. And I don't want to work out for three hours a day. You only have to work out for one and a half. You're a personal trainer. Curate a plan where I only got to do like 46, 47 minutes. You know what I'm saying? I could do that. And I want to I wanna eat. I don't mind eating the like a chicken all day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you like fish? Salmon? I don't, no. but I could vegetables? do it. Vegetables? Yeah, hella vegetables. Okay. Chicken? Can yeah. I do chicken? Chicken for sure. Chicken I could do chicken lean. literally all Just day. Just can't be fried. Nah. Fried chicken got to be good. Well, no, no, no. I'm not going to put oil in it, but I'll, I'll, you know, put just, it on the pan and sear it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, you bit. grill it. Yeah, I used yeah, to have a George Foreman grill back like, in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all it takes. So 45 minutes of workout on chicken and I'm down 10 pounds? Yeah, but you got to put that. I'm talking about you got to work out six days a week. Yeah. I've worked out every day for this last week. I've done six days. Today, I'm going to work out when I get home. I've nah. done six days straight. Nah, but only like 45 minutes. 45 is all you need. That's all I need. What kind of workout are you doing? You ever heard of Les Mills? Oh yeah, I like Les Mills. Uh, my wife like a hit class. Yeah, my wife got that. Well, it does it's a whole bunch I'm of better, things. I'm better though. I'm better. I, I get can. you better. I got a workout plan coming out. Well, Papa, I need it. I got three weeks. Hulu. If you want to watch me on TV, yeah. we'll <laughs> see if I'm a little roly poly or if I'm looking good by the end of the time that that happens. All right, uh, we got to thank our guests for today. Great guests. There's some great guests. Yeah. We had, uh, let me see, Chris Vanini from the Athletic. We also had. Keith Smart from Spot Track was hanging out with us today. Yeah. And of course, Josh Schrock from NBC. You're forgetting Sports the Chicago. main one. Your brother, Corey, Corey Harbor, man. Dude. Yeah, he got cut off a little bit, but Corey Harbor. He was about to give us the gems, too. I know, he was. All right, uh, Bet MGM tonight is up next. Got to thank our guy, Alex Kuhn, for producing a beautiful show today. Alex, let's go. Got a sounder over there, Alex? Yeah, for us, Alex. I got time. Yeah. It, when people get to enter the G spot. Oh, dude, that's, the, <laughs> that's not I would have cut you off about no now. All right. Be hit that. That means my people. Hasta la próxima. That means until next time. I'm Gabe Ramirez. Shout out Clay Harbor for hanging out today. And this is Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.